Welcome to the Vitality Health Show, where we inform you about the latest advancements in alternative health care and the best health and wellness solutions to benefit your body, mind, and spirit. Now, here's your host, Stephanie Parrish. Good morning, friends, and welcome to the Vitality Health Show. I am your host, Stephanie Parrish, the voice of hope and healing. Thank you for joining us. First, I want to thank our sponsor, the Mindful Lab, for making this show possible. And as a reminder, if you have any suggestions or comments, please let me know at contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. We have a remarkable show today. I'm taking a really deep breath because we got to hold on for this ride. Our guest has a very unique and gifted man who believes it, believe it or not, he sees angels and people that have passed on to the other side and probably people that are waiting there to come and have messages for us. (laughs) Dave Holt is his name and wow, does he have stories to tell. Dave became aware of his gift at a very young age. I believe it was five years old. At that tender, tender age, he was very confused by it and didn't know how to use it. So to say the least, there was actually challenges that came along with this gift for many, many years. And he will explain that to us here in just a moment. Dave is here with us today to describe his amazing journey and share some of his many miracles he has had. He's been able to facilitate with very this very unique gift that he has. And I don't want you to miss even a minute of the show. We have anticipated this for a very long time, and we're so grateful that it's finally here. So without any further ado, please welcome Dave Holt to our show. Dave, welcome. Thank you very much. And sitting next to Dave is his incredible sister. And this is Shirley Ann Collins. Some of you will remember from our last show last week, her husband, Dr. Michael, was on there with us, and I know he's back in the room listening, sitting across the desk. We are so grateful to have her here, too. She also has a very, very unique gift. Their family, this is a family thing, but yeah. Dave's going to tell about this, how he didn't realize it was a family thing for many years and thought this was just something that was there to torment his life yeah. until he's realized that how much that has changed because of what happened to him just before the show. (laughs) I've got goosebumps already and I've got my tissues handy because I know that it's going to be one of those shows. So I want everybody to make sure you have a pen and a paper. I'm going to give you their contact information and throughout the show, we will give that. Now this is a very, very unique situation. They have not done this before. They have waited for people to come to them as they will this time, but wait for people to come to them that would like to have been drawn to them. They'd like to know what's going on, but they have very, very graciously because of our show came up with an email that you can email them and a phone number that you can call them if you would like to. So I'm going to give that to you right now and we'll give that to you again throughout the show. But please get your pen and paper ready because, like I say, this is very unique. They have not done this for anyone before. So, and I know, so I'm going to give that to you right now. And it's contact at the departed, which is a great name, the departed at gmail.com. Correct, Shirlianne? Contact the departed at gmail.com okay contact the departed at gmail.com thank you for for making that um and then would you give the phone number also again a special phone number that's been set up for this show okay it's uh, toll free at 877-8-LOVED-1 which is uh 
Oh, that's so awesome. Okay, we're not going to spend much more time on just jibber-jabber because we want to get to what is going on. And just so those of you that are listening and those will be watching the recording later, Dave informs me that we are gathered by many people on both sides of the veil. And I have to admit last week when Shirley Ann texted me and told me what had happened after Michael's show that the myriads of people that were listening to the show on the other side of the veil, I had a total breakdown of <laughs> gratitude to know that the show is being listened to not only on this side of the veil, but on the other side of the veil. Here I go starting. Okay. So Dave, let's go ahead and start with you. And I would love for you to be able to share your story and we're just okay. going to leave it in God's hands and let him yeah. take it where it's, it's needed. I'll to let be God taken. be my bus driver and he never leads me astray. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, I just wanted to say after you just said that, that I really believe my gift is as much for people on the other side wanting to contact people here as it is for people here wanting to contact them because they're, they're lined up, ready to go. I knew it <laughs> happened. It was Literally, crazy. people, they're lined up yes. right there. Their house is full. <laughs> yes. As is mine, apparently. <laughs> yeah, there you go. My story is, as you've heard, I've always been able to see dead people. And I not only see them, but I hear them and I can communicate back. And I want to tell you that we don't talk like voices like we do. It's very to you, heart to heart, if you will, not mind to mind, but heart to heart. And it's very, very quick. And you get all sorts of communication very, very quickly. So it took me a while to grasp it all. But I've known this from day one that I could see people and like, it was not always great. The first time I knew that I saw dead people, was I was in a horrific car accident with my family when I was about five years old and everybody in our car was kind of incapacitated. And I climbed out of the car and two fellows that had hit us in the other car, we kind of hit head on, had been killed. And when I looked over there, the one young man was looking down at himself and he was standing above himself and I could tell it was him. And it was kind of a white, kind of a ghostly, guy anyway he's looking down at himself and the way he turned and looked at me scared me for the next 18 or 20 years i had nightmares for the next like twice a week for this but he turned his head ever so slowly like that and he locked eyes with me and he said i'm dead i said yep you're dead you're not coming back from that one and you're five i'm five and so and and my dad's knocked out and 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 I went to wake him up, and when I looked back, the, the man was gone. But that's why I was frightened my whole life. And I didn't really ever try to talk to anybody, but as I'd go along, I'd go to funerals and, and uh, like to hospitals and things, and I'd talk to cousins and stuff when that would happen, and, and they'd always say, what are you talking about? And I learned very, very early not to – I was different and not mm -hmm. to talk about it because it was just scary and I didn't want to talk about it. I tried to hide it. I tried to not look. I, I would always keep my head down and would try to push them away. Mm. I just looked and I, I never talked to anyone, my parents, anyone. And I realized that God tried to help me throughout this. Throughout my life, I've met really spiritual leaders. I'll say I met, I've met five prophets when they were the prophet and actually converse with them. It was never a set meeting. It just was happenstance, if you will, which I know now God set these up. I used to think I was really special. I think oh, I special. <laughs> and now I realize that, yeah, I was needed all the special help I could get. 
<laughs> that I need them. But to a T, every one of them said, you know, you have something about you that mankind needs. And they knew I was frightened by it. And they just said, just listen to the Lord and keep your testimony and it'll see you through. And they also said, you're going to be tested. The mm-hmm. adversary also knows you have a gift and, and you need to be careful. And I even met the Dalai Lama, but I don't know if I can say that right, because I didn't even know who he was at the time. <laughs> and how I met him was miraculous. And I spent like a half hour by myself mm-hmm. and how I ever met him. And he said the same thing. And it's really funny because most people after they meet me will say, I've never met anybody quite like you before. <laughs> he told me the same thing. He said, you have some special gift about you and you're frightened of it. And he knew all these things. And, he, and I'm not going to go into what they all told me, but it really did at least let me know that I was going to be okay. And that God knew that I kind of, you know, had something to give. And as I went along, my dad, my dad was a spiritual guy and he, he helped me learn some things. I think it was in the family because he, he, he was at a lot of places where people were needing help and I watched him do miracles. I just thought that's what all dads did was do miracles. <laughs> I, I love finally, that story. Yeah, I finally realized that I asked God myself if he was there and I got smacked, man. I knew God was there. And so I've always <laughs> believed in God. I really did. Because he told me, you know, yeah, that's what your dad does is miracles and I'm here. But in to go down further on, I ended up taking care of my parents at the end of their life. And uh, I have to say, before I get there, though, God had to reach into my life several times and drag me out of the pits of hell. I think that's important for people to know, Dave, because there's I other mean, people that are dealing with that. Yeah, I mean, and it, I'm talking, people think God's in their life and there, but I'm talking, he reached in and pulled me out of the pits of hell. Saved my life. And, and I knew I had meaning then. Mm-hmm. But to get to my parents, uh, when they when my parents passed away, my, my mom, my sister, my ex-wife, and my dad all passed away within a year. Mm-hmm. And I was my mom and dad's caregiver mm-hmm. to the very end. And so I was able to watch the other side come and minister to my mother as she was dying. And I want to tell people out there that are frightened of dying, you never die alone, ever. There's always somebody to get there. I've Mm -hmm. seen many, many of my relations pass away for whatever reason, and I've never seen anybody die alone. And they are Mm -hmm. conversing long before you pass away, like a few days before. I can see their interaction and they're talking. And I mean, that was, that was a blessing to, to watch and it helped me to deal with their death. Mm-hmm. But as my mom passed away and then my sister right after that and, and my dad helped her pass. And then finally my dad passed away and I, I was there for all those passings. And after my dad passed away, it was after his funeral and I'll never forget this because I was in their house, my mom, and it's the only time somebody's talked to me like we're talking in voice. And right. she said, David, just like that. I knew I was in trouble because when she called me David, I was, I'd done something wrong. <laughs> I thought, like, oh, I probably wouldn't made my bed. <laughs> but she, she said, you're not listening. I've been trying to communicate with you for weeks and you're not listening. I never did really listen very good. So, <laughs> and she said, you, your force build is gone. Your dad's passed away, meaning that, you know, you've been protected since he's been here. You need to be very, very careful because he's gone. And he said, you need to contact your sister, meaning Shirley Ann, because she'll help you with your gift and learn how to communicate. Because I had no idea 
how it worked. That's why I think she had to tell me by voice. And right. when it came to me, I could see many people standing behind her to support her. And she also thanked me for taking care of her. Um. She passed and dad. But anyway, that's when I finally contacted Shirley Ann and she told me, you don't hear them like we hear. You have to hear with your heart. And the first time mom communicated like that, I can remember saying, mom, whoa, slow down. You're going way too fast. I can't take that all in. And she would blow me away how she, uh, how fast the communication is because it's so quick. Wow. And that's, I'll go, I want to get to when I had, Going to heaven and back, because I think that's what most people want to hear. But. We do, but before you get to that point, I want to point out, Shirley Ann, we're we were talking about this before. People have this beautiful gift, and it's different. And Shirley Ann, explain to me how yours is a little different from Dave's, because I think people that may maybe have this gift and don't even realize what it is that they have. Yeah. So mine is more of hearing, or, I'm sorry, uh, feeling the the emotions and the feelings of others on the other side. And I can sense that they're there, um, but I couldn't really communicate very well with them. And so I did a lot of research and went to a lot of uh, groups and things to uh, figure out how I could communicate and had a lot of people help me before Dave and I ever got together. And I think that's why my mother said, ask her because I knew how to do, to do it, but you know, I wasn't great at it. And I was working at it and I did a lot through writing communicated they would talk through writing for me but um so mine's more of uh an emotional feeling and um more that way more kind of like what people know as an empath type right Mm -hmm. and I feel like I can still uh, I talk to them out loud I talk to them out and I can tell when they're there and I can tell when I need help for things that I've asked for but I can't communicate like Dave does for other people Thank you. I wanted to clarify that because there are people out there that had different degrees, different types. And that's so important to know it's all, it's all a gift. Yes. It's just how you have it. And Dave has the, yeah. the blessing sometimes, of hearing yeah, and sometimes seeing. Sometimes you can hear all sorts of things <laughs> that people are talking about. It's, it's mind boggling. As he was saying just before the show, everybody be quiet. <laughs> I, had, I had to tell the other side before this show, you can't, you can't talk because I can't hear you and hear them and talk to everybody at the same time. It's overwhelming. And so they were told to be quiet and they have been. So, so thank you on the other side for being respectful. Yeah. Okay. Now tell your story. Okay. <laughs> so this leads me up to where I found out that I had heart issues and, and my brother-in-law just saw some weird sores on my hands and just watched me and he said, you need to go to the hospital and be checked out. I had no idea I had any kind of heart issues. And when I got there, they did the ultrasound and said, you're not going anywhere. Oh. Uh really major heart issues that really that was a miracle itself that saved my life I shouldn't have I I know I'm here for a purpose because I really should be dead and I want to go to the day of surgery there was a male nurse got me prepped and then the next thing I remember is I'm coming out of my body and I see my chest opened up and my dad's right there who's passed away and what he says to me says where do you think you're going you nuthead he said get back in there and I said I didn't know how it came out no first I said good to see you too dad <laughs> and then I said I didn't know how I came out I just did and I'm above my body kind of looking down and the doctors were saying he's in trouble we need to balloon him I didn't know what that meant either and then I went to the next room to where my kids kids were waiting 
and they were my grandkids were bouncing off the wall and this lady was mad and i told them all this what had happened i even told the surgeons what they said after and they were shocked they would say how did you know that and i said well i was above my body and my dad says you have to go back he said you can go with your mother for a while but you have to go back and so the next thing i know i mean like an orb like a football a nerf football that's like the most engulfing warm bright feeling that you can ever have i'm going really fast not in a tunnel not in some train like thing but just being pulled and and, I, and it was such a wonderful feeling i knew god was driving my transport if you were because there's no steering wheel there's no light but i'm doing it the, the black is really dark and black and i can feel my transport kind of cutting through that darkness and I could see these elongated faces kind of looking in at me, but they were just getting out of the way. And then all of a sudden, I hit a much bigger orb, like a bus, really, really hard, just smacked it. And these little pe these older people in there, it, it, it shocked them, and they were startled. And they looked down there, and they said, why did you run into our bus? <laughs> I said, I wasn't driving. It wasn't me. And then I thought, I'm going to get a ticket in heaven. I thought, <laughs> I've gotten my everywhere else. I might as well get one here. And then... They, there was some symbolism to why I hit the bus. I realized now is that I couldn't, if I would have went any higher, I couldn't have come back. Oh, interesting. My mother who's passed, my sister who had passed and my aunt Lois, who I was very, very close to. And my aunt Lois was always a, a invalid, a cripple in a wheelchair and crutches her whole life. And she goes like this with her arms out. She's look, no crutches. No. She said, let's run. And all of a sudden she's just running <laughs> and I'm trying to keep up with her. But it was just so amazing to see how vibrant she was. And, and everybody's like 30-ish, but I know who they are. And the fact that she, it's the only time I've ever seen her run. And the, mm -hmm. the, the joy on her face to just be able to run and outrun me. <laughs> and, just, and she would dance. She'd always be moving her feet. But after that, my, I went back to, and, and my, mo my mom's there and my sister. And if you want to know what it looks like, Streets really are gold. Their gold is pure, beautiful gold, and the, and the buildings are marble, and the trees are green as green, and the sky is blue as blue. And there's something that the the, the trees and stuff feed you. Or I think I took it to be the love of God. I don't. I want to make this clear. I did not see God's face or God itself, but I could feel His love. I knew my loved ones were going to be taken care of, and everybody around me was my loved ones. I can remember trying to uh -huh. breathe in really, really deep because it felt so euphoric and wonderful what I was breathing that there, I can't describe it. I've tried to describe it. There's nothing on this earth that is as good as <laughs> that was. And I knew God was in control and everything was going to be okay. And I want to even say, as I went up, I was kind of got judged. That's not, judge is not the right word. He showed me my life really quick, but he also was right there. And he said, I know what was in your heart. You, you can't hide anything up in heaven. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what your heart is. And he would say, I know why you did that. And I know the reasoning and where you were at in your life. And he just kind of showed me things and how I should have corrected or how I could have corrected it. And I, you kind of judge yourself. And, and I, I, I know that what sins are really, really hard to be forgiven is when you premeditate sin, when you think about it and you know it's wrong and you go ahead and do it and don't do anything to change it. That's hard to be forgiven for. And from what I could best get out of it from when I was up there, what you gain in this life, of the good life that you lead, is freedom in the next. Mm. Like people like my father have much can have freedom to go anywhere they want. They're just an extension of God. They're not going to do anything that he wouldn't do. So they're really just his 
bidding, if you will. Hmm. And the other thing, you can't, people on the other side can only be one place at one time. They can't go flitting around everywhere. I always thought they're like Oompa Loompas keeping track of your good and bad. <laughs> right. And they realize they're not enough Oompa Loompas to keep track of my bad. So that's <laughs> it's all what's in here, what's in your heart. I think people will be shocked at who who has a free free or past. You can't judge other people. You, you and you can't. The other thing in heaven, you can't lie. You can't. What I had an uncle that was going to tell me something about something in his life that he wanted to tell me. And he started to tell me, and his mouth got bound. Oh. He didn't speak. And I, and I realized it was because he wasn't going to tell me something that was right. Mm. And so, and even, you know, how you send those submissible darts to people where you, you, you can send it, and you, well, I really didn't mean that. You can't do any of that. God knows what's in your heart. There is no hiding. Money can't buy your way out. Money doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. And all those things, you don't think about, I could have bought this, or I wish I had that or another day of work, what I thought about was, I wish I would have spent more days with my grandkids and kids. It's things that matter. Mm-hmm. It's just letting life drive you where it does. I prioritize things much more differently than I ever did before. But That's I, so beautiful. Thank you for sharing you know, that. I wanted to get is pets. Pets were up there. I had an uncle that was kind of like John Wayne. I knew it was him by his walk coming across the way to see me. <laughs> he got on his horse and he comes riding up on his horse and his horse looks at me and he said, I'm Snap. This is the horse. Oh. I'm Snap. I said, okay. And, so, <laughs> and to, to, to kind of finish that story, when I did come back and I talked to one of my cousins at a reunion, you know, when I was alive, I said, did your dad have a horse named Snap? And she got all teary eyed and she said, how would you ever know that? He was long gone before you were born. I said, I met him in heaven. He's the most arrogant horse I've ever met. <laughs> so and I saw a lab that I had, and I saw Shirley and different dogs, and they communicate just like we do. And people who think, there are people who are abusive or mean to animals, there's a special place in hell for them. Because God mm-hmm. cares about animals, life, and every bit as much as he does ours. Mm-hmm. And if people who worry about where their pets are, they're in the best place that you, if your if your pet could pick a place, it's there, and and they're chasing whatever they want to chase, and they're they're in the best place ever. But they communicate with us like we, you know, that same way, and they're oh. part of our lives. I saw my sister's horses the same way, and I thought that was interesting that it was. Uh, That's important for a lot of people because a lot of people their pets are everything to them, right? And yeah, to know really, that their pets are in a good place. And that some people don't think that they matter, and and they really do. In fact, I'll talk about that later when I came back. Uh, and that's so what, when you had the opportunity, how long were you gone? How long were you, you out know, of your body? I, I was gone a long time. I really did. I thought I was gone weeks, this, months, maybe. The summer, you said. Yeah, like, yeah it summer. was a long time. Wow. And where I was was kind of what I call family. All my family were there. I could, I saw aunts and uncles and and from afar and, and my grandmother who I'd never met it's my dad's mother died when he was five and she came walking up to me and I thought it was my aunt Jessie who looked a lot like her and she walked up to me and she said I just wanted to introduce yourself myself I'm your grandmother oh. your dad's mother and and mm-hmm. I just wanted to say hi but you have to go back everybody everybody I met said you know you have to go back <laughs> I said, okay. and then I said and she said you really look a lot like your father. And I said, yeah, he is a good looking guy, isn't he? I love it. You character, you're just like your dad. And then she, 
she went back. But so let's talk about you coming back because we only got a few minutes before okay. break, and I want to I want you to tell that story because it's last, pretty fascinating. Last I wanted to tell just before I came back, I saw my mom with all these babies, and I said, "Mom, who are all these babies?" And she said, "These are children of close family women of of our close family that have had miscarriages or." stillborns that are waiting for their mothers to get here to raise them. And for me to see that was, wow. very, yeah, blows me away. Cause a lot of people think it's totally different. So my mom tells me, you got to go back and I, it's time to go. And so I said, are you going to ride with me? No, I can't ride your orb. And all of a sudden I'm going back. And when I'm coming back this time, instead of getting pushed or pulled by the Lord, what I'm hearing is my family, my family praying for me to be okay and to come back. Mm-hmm. And that prayer is what's pulling me back to earth. It's, it, and I can hear the prayers. And I promised my daughter that I wouldn't die. And, and she told me she'd kill me if I did. So I had to come back. <laughs> back and my dad's there. And there's two people, men, standing over my body. And they both point with their heads to get back in. And my dad said, you got to get back in now. And I, I went to get back in. And I kind of got stuck. And my dad jumps on my shoulders to get me back in. And it, it makes it sound like this. And I'm back in. <laughs> I can see my chest or whatever, but they cannot stop my heart. I was dead for like a half hour. They couldn't couldn't get me to go again. And so my dad with his finger went to my heart. He went boop, and my heart went boop. and then the next thing I remember I'm in intensive care. So I told the, the after I said, God saved me and sent me back. And so I told the, the surgeons and I said, and my dad started my heart. Because that's how it happened. <sighs> okay, I got to breathe here for just a minute. I got tears coming down my eyes right now, and I just so much appreciate that. I've I've heard this story before, and every, I'm just covered with goosebumps. Yeah. And you know, people that that don't believe there's angels around us all the time, and they're usually our family, right, and our rel- relatives well, and relations. Family, families do it. They're there to help us, protect us set things up so we meet people they're there constantly that's that's what they do they really do they do so for those of you that are out there listening that think once your family members pass (laughs) and i've been saying this for a long time with the last year or two with just people that are passing right and left and it's like what is going on and i just feel very strongly and you can probably attest to this that the Lord is building armies for us on the other side yeah. of the veil and we're yeah. to, to be able to go through what we're going through now and what's coming ahead. We need to have those armies on both sides of the veil to help us get through what's coming oh, yeah. and be prepared. And like I say, it wasn't your time. You have amazing things that needed to be done and still need to be done. Cause like you said, you should have been dead a number of times. You, you guys are just hearing the top of the story. <laughs> are we needing to take Yeah, a- let's go ahead and take a break and then let's come back. Right. And and I want to talk about different miracle stories that you yes. you and Shirley Ann have had. And um, people need to hear this. They need to understand what's happening in their lives because I think that maybe they need direction of where it's coming from, exactly. which is that's so beautiful. Here. And that's why you're here. So we're going to go ahead and take our first break. You do not want to leave. Stay tuned with us. It just gets, just keeps getting better and better all the time. Every time I hear it, I just get, I'm full of goosebumps and so grateful that they're here sharing this with us. So we will be back in just a couple minutes. Stay tuned again, Shirley Ann, really quickly, give us the email and the phone number. It's contact the departed at gmail.com. 
And phone number is 877-856-8331. Beautiful. We'll bring that back on when we come back, but we'll be back in just a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Learn more about the products and equipment discussed by Stephanie and her guests on the show by visiting MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. We've done the research for you and selected proven, high-quality brands at competitive prices from companies you can trust. Drugs and surgery are not your only options. Discover the exciting alternative therapies and health and wellness products that are helping people to reclaim their health and enjoy a higher quality of life. That's MyVitalityHealthSolutions.com. Many of us are finding ourselves distracted by what's going on in the world around us today. We find ourselves discontent with our circumstances, with what we have and how we feel about ourselves. And we find ourselves disconnected from those that matter most to us. If this sounds all too familiar, check out MindfulLab.net and see how the practice of mindfulness can change your life today. Powerful programs are available to help you find clarity, connection, and peace at MindfulLab.net. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to the Vitality Health Show with Stephanie Parrish. If you have a question for Stephanie or her guest, please email contact at myvitalityhealthsolutions.com. Now, back to the Vitality Health Show. Welcome back, friends. We are so grateful to have you here. Those of you that have been listening are just, I'm sure, kind of going a little bit oh, like I am right now because this is such an incredible show. Um, and I do want, before we get started, to Shirley Ann, I'd like you to give that contact information again. So make sure that you have a pen and a paper to write this down. These wonderful people have created this just for our show so that they have never done this before. They, they have willingly opened this up to our my listeners so that you can contact them if you have a question or you have something that may be just heavy on your mind or you just need to have some answers and they'll see if they can help you find them. So Shillian, will you go ahead and give us that information again real quick and then we're going to move on. Okay. Email address is contact the departed at gmail.com and our phone number is 877 877- Eight loved one, which is eight seven seven eight five six eight three three one. I love I love what you came up with. That is so yeah. great. Contact the departed. So I don't want to talk anymore. I want you to tell us what we were just talking about at the break. So go ahead and take over. The one thing I wanted to get that happened in heaven, and this is a the Lord entity that came to me and said, "You need to embrace your gift. It's not just your gift. This is for your fellow man, both on." this side of the veil and the other. Mm-hmm. And you promised you would do these things before you ever came to earth. I'm even getting goosebumps yeah, over that one. <laughs> and, and that when I went back to not worry about what I said, that the Lord will take over and teach people will hear what they want to hear in their hearts. And it's not what I say. It's 
I'm just the, the person in the middle, the conduit, and he will take care of the rest. And that, that really has helped me to embrace my gift and to know I'm there for a reason and giving me permission. And he won't let me muck anything up, that he'll correct it. And, I, and to that, you know, the, the, the Lord has had my back. All I had to do was my little part. That's why I think I hit the bus. He He's the bus driver, the MVP, and I'm just a scrub that comes along and has to do the cleanup work. <laughs> but this has nothing to do with me. This is just the Lord working through me or work, working through us as being, and he told me, he even said, you're going to mess up. You're not going to be perfect. I don't expect you to do. What I expect you to do is try your very best and communicate. And I also was taught, you need to ask. He's just, mm. he's just not going to blast. You need to acknowledge that he is God by asking. Then you're saying, I need your help, Lord. <laughs> I mean, I'm asking him on an hourly basis, need a little help here. You know, and I talk to him just kind of like we talk because, you know, I, I don't disrespect him, but I just know he's there. It's not faith for me anymore. I know God's there. I know God will do anything that he needs to have done, even through me. And this, and it's because you're humble and you have been through as yeah. you say, Helen back. Right? <laughs> exactly. When we do another show, we'll talk about that. But it is so true. And and sometimes that's just what God needs, right? He needs us yeah. to be humble yes. and listen. I yeah. know when you and I were talking, you were saying that one of my angels was telling me, listen. Yes. Not listening. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my mom had to tell me, you know, listen. Because a lot of people, I know when people pass and, and when I talking to them later, just from the people that are on the other side say, he sits there and talks to me all day long, but he never listens back to what I try to tell him. <laughs> and I know it's hard to hear all the time, but they're there. Yeah. And I, I want to get into some of the things that has happened since. Absolutely. I, I wanted you to know, I was totally made whole. I had six bypasses, a hole in my heart and a bad valve. I was in surgery for eight hours and they couldn't get my heart started at the very end for like a half hour. And I even had a Widowmaker blockage and had a heart attack and didn't die. And you just do. And I, I mean, I got sent back for a purpose. And I'm right. I'm all good. It's all good. But I wanted to talk about, like, some of the when – when I first got back to ICU, and, and my sister would say, well, you know what? I'm not going to go there. I don't have time. <laughs> I got to get into the mirror. The first time – well, one of the first times I was – Michael, my brother-in-law, is a surgeon, and he's at the hospital. I went up to give him something at the hospital. And I kind of know something's going to happen. I get this feeling in my stomach that it's – a miracle's coming. It's kind of crazy, but I was on the sixth floor and I'm coming down and the third floor on the elevator stopped and this arm comes through the elevator of a man and his wife gets on and he gets on. And I go, how are you guys doing today? How's your day going? And the lady looks really weird at me and kind of, she, she puts her head down and she kind of looks over at me weird. She says, well, I'm fine. And I said, well, how about your husband? And she said, my husband died 45 minutes ago. And I said, I knew his name. I called him his name. I called her her name. And I said, he just needs to tell you that what you were talking about, she, she said, I told him that he's the love of my life. I'm never going to see him again. They didn't believe in life after death. And that she didn't know what she was going to do. She was in such a panic. She couldn't leave him. She said, they kicked me out of the room because, you know, he's gone. And I said, well, he's right here. And he's 
and I, and he would need to tell you that he'll be there when you, you're time for you to come and he'll stay with you and help you through anything that you need mm-hmm. and that they were wrong, that there is a God and, and there is afterlife. And he said, she said, well, I thought I could smell his cologne, but then I thought you, it was you. And I said, I don't wear cologne. So she could smell her husband's cologne when she got on there. And then mm-hmm. she reached out to touch me and she says, who are you? And I said, I didn't know what to say because I'm just a guy that fell off the turnip truck. You know, I'm just, <laughs> I, I just said, I'm just a guy that's had an experience and I'm blessed that I could do this blessing for you and help you. And I walked her out and she asked me my number and I gave it to her. I said, I don't know how this will work because this is God has to set these things up. It's not me. And so if it's meant to be, and she called me a little while later, her, actually her daughter called to see if she was having some kind of mental breakdown. <laughs> if I was real. It was, it was crazy. And then Another time, you know, I have to tell you that I get prompted to go places. I, I just know I have to go. I don't know why. I don't know who I'm going to see. I've had people walk up and say, I think I'm supposed to talk to you. And I said, yeah, I think so too. And they have driven from St. George to see. To, and they just knew they had to go. And I knew they had to, you know, and we met. Right. And, and this is all set up from the other side, really. It's somebody on the other side needed to tell them something. That's the crazy part. I don't know how any of that works, but it does. Right. And, and then I've had, you know, a lot of people really struggle with, with family members that have maybe died in an in a off way, like with suicide. Right. And they perceive things that are just not true, that, that are, they're just really worried about it. And they also want to know why and how. And I've been able to talk to the people on the other side and what they really thought happened was nothing what had happened. Mm-hmm. And some people... You know, God can only judge those things. You have to give all that right. to God. Let him take care of it because he's the only one that knows what was in that person's heart. And I have to tell you, though, that even those people that have had struggles, because he was stuck, the guy that had, had had done suicide, he could not go forward because the family was kind of keeping him here. Mm-hmm. And he was struggling. And he even had a grandmother there to pick him up, but he wouldn't go because he's also afraid of being judged. And I told him, I said, God's not a punisher. Just let God heal you and what it'll be best to go forward. And I talked to his parents and, and kind of totally changed the way they, they perceived his death and mm-hmm. per- totally perceived why he did and chose the things he did because they could not understand why he wouldn't have just come to them. But yeah. long story short, it was nothing. It was kind of miraculous in that. And then at the very end, it was funny because his grandmother's name was Shirley Ann. Oh, and no she way. came to get him right there, and, and they were flying off. They were she come and got him. They were going. They were going, and and it totally changed. I mean, the whole the whole room changed, and it was that that those are all miracles, and it just blows me away every time those things happen. Just the understanding, just just the the closure, yeah, the family and the understanding that we don't know, we don't know, we have no idea, we cannot judge people. That aren't we grateful? We don't have to be the judge and jury because yeah. nobody knows what's going yeah, on. And, and people are so afraid. I, I've been able to help a lot of people pass to the other side that were scared to death, to right. die, you know, scared to yes. death of death. Mm-hmm. Right. And being able to tell, you know, when somebody's passing away or whatever, and this is hard, couldn't be hard to hear maybe, I'm envious when I see somebody. I really am because I know yeah. where they're going. Right. And I have to tell you, like in funerals and stuff, they stay there until they're buried. They're, they're with their body. Every time I see them, when I go to funeral, that person is there. And, and they're consoling people and and uh, 
visiting with their loved ones. They don't know quite how to use their new body because they don't realize they can go through anything. <laughs> I, had, I had an uncle ask me if he, where he was going to ride in the car and if he needed to put a seatbelt on. I said, no, you're already dead. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> this is just worldly stuff, earthly said, stuff, right? Fly over yourself if you want. But it was so funny. And he said, well, how am I going to get there? And I just, it's, you, you, <laughs> people think that you're, you're, everything changes. When you die, you're the same person. Mm-hmm. Nothing changes. The way you mm-hmm. think, the way you feel your associations, and other than the, the, the pure love of God, if anybody's worrying about where their loved ones are, <laughs> people say, well, I, why did they leave me? Why wouldn't they come back? I, I didn't want to come. I, I asked time after time, do I have to come back? Right. And when I went to get back in my body, it was like getting in a tin can, cold, pain. And I remember my mother even said to enjoy physical touch when I came back because I wouldn't feel it again for a long time. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the reason I even remember that is when I first, and, she, and I was also told this world isn't going to be a great place to come back to. <laughs> and that's kind of scary. It really is. Yeah. There's going to be turmoil. There's never going to be real peace for a long time. It's going to always be upheaval. But just have faith in God and God will take care of you and make everything okay. Right. It's that simple. That's all it has to be. And But the key to that is people don't know how to communicate with God anymore. They believe in God, I think. And they hope that he's there, but I don't know that they really believe that he can change their life on a daily yeah. basis. Yeah. Right. He can heal or fix anything wrong with you. You just, just have to ask, right? And have faith. Have a little faith. faith. And before long, it's not even faith anymore. I know God will fix anything that I ask that is of God. I mean, right. before I this all happened, I never thought I got blessed because I didn't get what I wanted. I would pray or say, I want this, this, or this. If I would have got what I wanted, heaven forbid what I would have been. <laughs> I love that you said, if it's of God. Yes, God. of God. That's that's and, where that distinction happens, yes. right? And he can, he can, you know what? People say, well, I don't know the answer. That's most people, that's just not true. You're just not getting the answer you want. You have to have, <laughs> and he doesn't always say it's going to be a point. Problem, you know, <laughs> you have to realize that if he's having you do something or deal with something, sometimes it's not even for you, it's for the people around you. Right. And they might need something, but just have faith that it's a short time and he'll see you through it and make it be okay. And realize in the end of all things, you'll be blessed that you just Mm -hmm. listen to God. And I really realized that all the things I looked for in life before, nothing made me happy, you know, money or all these things. The things you really care about are the people that are around you. And I have to tell you this before I, kind of changed my ways my my kids all called me mm. <laughs> called me david because i didn't deserve to be called dad because i mm. wasn't the kind of person or somebody they could count on but to this day now i'm dad mm. and that change was worth all the suffering change that i've ever made and that's what true joy is in my grandkids I love them. I love to give them back when they're done, but (laughs) that's That's part of the joy of being grandpa, right? (laughs) I I won't let my life just take me where I want in time. At the end of the day, these are three things I ask myself. One, did I screw around with my sobriety in any way? That's the one thing I, and then I ask, did I offend God in any way? And three, did I live my life such that was for joy? Meaning, did I not let people let jobs and money and things take them and takes all their time. And I won't do right. that anymore. If my family calls or something like that, 
those things come first and I won't allow life to just run me ragged. I'll, I do what gives me joy. And I've never been happier in my ever in my whole and life. I love what you said about we're the same people when we pass over. We when we pass to the other side, the, the things that are going into our minds and our thoughts and our bodies and everything right now are going to be the same things that are going to be on the other side. Yes. Right? So we need to be yes. careful what we're putting into our minds that, and our thoughts. And it's going to have to be changed. I mean, you, you still have to make changes in, in uh, the next life, you know, to repent, if you will, or to make things whole. I know a lot of people that I've, I've kind of talked with to come back. They're coming back to ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. from people here mm-hmm. or set things straight that they taught their whole life that just wasn't right and wrong. Those are the fulfilling things for me because when that, that, that transformation happens and that forgiveness happens and I feel that comes through me. So that's what I, I just, it's such a high to be able to help people move on and maybe give them some peace. Cause there's a lot of people I know out there struggling uh, on that note right there, uh, would you share what happened after last week's show with your brother-in-law, Michael, Dr. Michael Collins, yes. incredible, incredible show. And, and <laughs> I'm going to cry right now because I would love you to share. And that was just such an aha moment for uh, me. Our house is always filled with people from the Not. other side, but Michael's mother is so very humble and has such a power. And she passed away in the 80s, right? Not long ago. Right. But I always know she comes because she won't, she, she's kind and she won't interrupt and she'll wait for when I have time. And I, I can always sense her, her power is a physical power that you can kind of feel. I know she's there. And right after that, she just wanted to tell Michael how proud she was of him and the man that he had become. And that all those hours and hours and hours that she had spent coming to help him get better from his polio. It was funny because I told him all this before that I saw him in a bank tube because I didn't know what that, <laughs> that's why right, I, what the iron lung I, was, right? So I said, she sees you. And I thought she was doing boondoggle was the uh, rosary. <laughs> but that's the best way I could describe it because I was telling him about what she did. But she came and I got shook out of bed like an earthquake. It was that strong because she won't really tell me because she doesn't want to interrupt. I go downstairs and the lamps are just rocking back and forth. And I yell, surely, yeah, is there an earthquake? <laughs> and I came out there. She came out there and then I could sense her being there. And then I went to the garage and I was like, coming back, he has a San Francisco hat because that's where he's from in the university. And the hat just went flying. Yeah. And that was just her way of letting him know that she heard it. She was there and that she loves him and appreciates and yeah. didn't know that she's here. This happens not, not quite that strong. But, and, I, and I have to tell you when people like that used to come and I wasn't living the life I was, it would hurt me physically hurt for days, like my body. Yeah. But now that I'm <laughs> better, it, it's a great feeling and I can absorb it better, but that's a powerful woman. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's amazing that they do want to let you know when they're proud. And I think that Shirley Ann, what did you want to comment I, on that? I was going to say it, you know, people think that they may see something out of the corner of their eye or they sense somebody in the room and then there's nobody there. It, they are there. That is usually your loved one. And, and be aware of those things. Right. Not afraid. Not afraid. Aware. Just aware and, and listen, because that's usually when that is when they will talk to you yeah. into your heart and and or something will happen to answer the the prayer that you ask or the help, you know, to God and, and the, there are guardian angels who come and help.
People think things happen uh, by chance. Yeah. It's never it's chance. It's never by chance. It, it, it's all done by the Lord. And I have to tell you, every, everything that comes is from God has to give permission for them to come yeah. and even the power to come because it takes a lot for people to get from where they are. And sometimes when I talk to them, it takes a few minutes because they're a long ways away to get here to talk. I can hear them yelling from afar sometimes. <laughs> and and some people are not. I can tell their power in by their voice that they have. You know, mm -hmm. they're able to. Ones that are pretty free with God, I can communicate with a lot better. And and I'll share that my son and my daughter have passed away, my stepchildren. And the gift that Dave has given me to be able to speak and communicate with my children, I mean, to lose a child is very tough. Wow. And to lose two, um, that's, that's double tough. And I just... I struggled for a long time with the loss of first my son. And when Dave and I finally connected and started talking about our gifts and sharing, and he was able to um, relay messages from my son who had passed away 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it well, just, and then you knew why he had to pass away. Yeah, and it. why he passed away. Because he, he died, um, his, his autopsy said undetermined. So to understand more of, this, of what happened through his eyes and, um, it just is so healing, and wow. you know, I uh, so I've experienced Dave's gift firsthand, and and it's just enhanced my abilities because it's been frustrating to not be able to hear them. But you know, taking on that emotion can sometimes be frustrating. Sure. Um, sure. So, and, and you know, in the way Dave and I work together now, I'll be in a, you know, say my painting class, for instance, or with friends and somebody will mention about a loved one who passed. And then I come and I'll say, well, we'll check it out. You know, it happens when it's supposed to. And I'll come home and mention, tell Dave the story. He's like, oh yeah, that's who that is. That He's been here for a long time. Very belong. I love that. You know, you brought up your painting class and this is why, this is how I got to know you. And I'm so grateful for my cousin, Kendra. Shoot, yeah. Huge shout out for Kendra Burton. Those of you that haven't listened to her show, go back and listen to her show. Mm -hmm. But her daughter passed away and that was where you came in and yes. you were able to yeah. communicate with her daughter. And That's how it happened. I went. I talked to Rachel told all the time. Yes. That's yeah. how it happened. Exactly. And, and she, that, that's just beautiful. Yeah. 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 And yes. many, many other family members, her, her mother just passed away, my yes. aunt and uncle, and you were just saying how they're constantly talking to each other, which yes. they were inseparable. So that doesn't, anybody that knows my aunt and uncle, Kent and Sue Parrish, no, they were inseparable. And for yes. you to sit there and describe that they're talking to each yes. other and then relaying messages that when, way. When, when she right. passed away, I heard a lullaby. Yes. I could hear a lullaby and come to find out she used to, she made up a lullaby and it was her lullaby that I was hearing. It when was he heard the lullaby he says that's it that's the one i hear yeah, I oh well hear yeah. well we've only got a few minutes left so as you're surrounded by all the myriads of of angels and spirits that are there with you is there is there one last thing that you would like to share with our, you know what, our listening really, audience yes what i really wanted to tell people is there is a god god lives and there yeah. is a christ and he's not a christ of old he's your christ he knows you he knows your weaknesses. He knows your frailty. He knows what you need. And he'll help you every bit today than he did before. I used to believe that. I, that was in my heart, and that's what I know, or that's what I thought I knew. Now, there's not even God there, and he'll help you 
All you need to do is ask and believe. Mm-hmm. And he'll help any part that you, it's just of God. You can't ask for a million dollars and it's going to pop in there. Right. But he will bless you with whatever you need. I just want to let you know that I know God's there. And he'll help you and he's there for us. And Thank the world's you. a wicked place. So you need all the help you can get. And we need it. And I loved what you said. If it's a spiritual thing yeah. you're asking and it's a spiritual thing, the rest of this stuff is just worldly. It's earthly. Yeah. It's not going to go with us. In fact, some people have asked things and I, I don't get, I, I say it for, I, I, I can't answer that question because it's not for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. I just don't get it. And I have to, I always will just tell the truth. Whatever it is, it is. I can't. You know, I'm not going to mock God, so. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. We're going to have him back on, both of them back on again, because we got a whole bunch more. This is just the very tip of this iceberg and tip of this beautiful experience that, that these guys get to go through. And, and we all go through things to bring us to where we are right now. And, and I know Dave and Shirley Anna both been through tremendous, tremendous things in their life that have brought them right where they are and are there to help us. So Shirley Ann, one more time, give your contact information. Again, people out there listening, this is for you. They put this together for you. They have never done this before. So they want to reach out and help you if you want the help. So go ahead and give that information again. Okay, email address is contactthedeparted at gmail.com. And the phone number is 877-856-856. 8331, which is also 8778 loved one. Uh, <laughs> I love when you guys were setting this up. This, yeah. this is so fantastic. And that was not by chance either. That was divine, wasn't it? As in everything in your lives. And tell Michael hi as he's sitting back there across the across the, the desk there and, and thank him for, for being such an incredible support. I'm going to cry right now too. And you guys have helped so many of my family members and I can't wait to find out who's, who's waiting to talk to me back here because I can feel them. And I know that God lives too. And I know that Christ is our savior and we have got to be aware of what's going on because the world's getting ugly and it's getting hard and God will never never leave us and Christ will never leave us. And he is utilizing people like you and your talents to help those of us like me get through these tough times. Yes. So we're, we're, we're getting the message that it's time to go. So again, thank God you. Everybody. you yes. I knew I'd be bawling. That's why I've got my <laughs> tissues. <laughs> thank you again. Thank you everybody for listening. Please share this. There's somebody out there that needs to hear this and needs to have help with this particular thing. So love you all. Have a beautiful, beautiful, safe and happy and healthy week. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vitality Health Show. Be sure to tune in next Thursday for another informative show with Stephanie Parrish and leading health and wellness experts. That's Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Statements made and information provided on this program are for educational purposes only. They have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and products discussed on this program are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Vitality Health Show is not responsible for any misunderstandings or misapplication of information presented in this show. 